There comes a moment when you've exhausted all your options while simultaneously coming across a product that reinvents your notion about what an honest and high quality company looks like. The Healing Rose was the catalyst to that very moment for me. The Healing Rose Company is a female-owned Massachusetts CBD company based out of Newburyport that prides themselves in using only the best USDA-certified organically sourced ingredients for their vast line of therapeutic products. Their line stretches from lip balms, tinctures, skin balms, roll-on oils, and bath products. Their transparency places them above the rest with third-party tested results showcasing their intolerance to toxic pesticides, solvents, metals, and harmful elements. They provide full-spectrum CBD in many of their products, excluding their tinctures, which carry a broad-spectrum profile, ideal for not having to worry about any low-level THC, which is common for many CBD products. That one's my favorite, and it's good on the palate. Full-spectrum means that they extract from the hemp plant an array of different therapeutic cannabinoids along with CBD and their profile terpenes. The combination results in a greater outcome of healing and relaxation for any individual's needs. Whether you are an athlete looking for any recovery advantage, a patient in need of some relief to remind yourself that you are still a warrior, or someone who sees the frontiers of life with a little reserve and want to calm the mental storms that keep you from personally exploring, the Healing Rose CBD Company is here for your full body and mind optimization. Please visit thehealingroseco.com to explore their diverse line of products and support one of New England's best rising stars in an industry where ethics are fundamental and a company like this will only be found sitting at the throne of it all. Use the code SAGAS, S-A-G-A-S, for 10% off your purchase. Again, visit thehealingroseco.com and use the promo code SAGAS at checkout for 10% off your purchase. To the many martial artists, entrepreneurs, dreamers, and thinkers, how often, for your own sake, would you love a symbolic reminder of your mentality and the perfect dichotomy to match? Murder Nerd is an independent clothing apparel line that represents the sharp, relentless focus towards personal growth and athletics. It embodies the vitality of their creative owners and the network of people who run on the same frequency. Why not elevate your frequency in comfort and style? Visit www.MurderNerdsFitness.com for their personal line of shirt and hat wear. Enter the promo code SAGAS, S-A-G-A-S, for 10% off your purchase. Again, visit MurderNerdsFitness.com and enter the promo code SAGAS for 10% off your purchase. Ladies and gentlemen, we're alive and we made it. Here we are, here we are. Back at it again. And we're back. Back again. Who was that? In sync? I think that was in sync. I remember that shit. Alright, let's see. So what do we got today? Today, as strange as it is, there's a lot of information on this, and I can't really just run it off the cuff on the top of my head so I'm um, gonna use a little digital assistance here 
Um, and I guess it's kind of weird that we haven't done this one already, and I'm sure I've kind of gone on little tangents about this, but this No Stone Unturned is going to really be about um, the sauna and just a couple of different things that kind of guided me to get one and then really just sold me on the idea. Um, like I said, you know, a few things got me to, to the point of getting this thing. And, <clears throat> and it really has been a game changer for me, for, for all of us. You know, I do it often enough where it's like my daughter's asking me like, hey, you know, after I go to sleep, are you going to the sauna? I'm like, yeah, I, I, I think I am going to use the sauna tonight. You know, not like she probably even knows what the thing does, but, you know, I just, I, we, I use it a lot. Um, so what was it? I mean, I guess it's just in the midst of the journey of just trying to figure things out health-wise, bouncing back and forth between all the different doctors that continue to just not know shit about what we've got going on and what we're talking about. You know, a few of them have been very helpful. Um, And, you know, it's weird when you... What is it? It's weird when you run into information. Hold on. I got got to make sure I word this right. Because what this is going to sound like is that when you're susceptible to being, to kind of falling for certain types of information when you're desperate for answers, right? And I know what that can feel like. But I also know the feeling of embarrassment when you are tricked or when you've been hoodwinked or you've been deceived all for the gain of whatever, somebody's ego, somebody's monetary gain, um, whatever it is, you know, people's misunderstanding of certain things but you just have such a close ear to what they're saying because you yourself are in such need of an answer um you know so that being said the uh what uh, a topic that some of the doctors used to bring up were like the idea of just how much your skin is an organ right and it's a really really important organ and it can tell you a lot and what it tells you sometimes comes in the form of like visual things right rashes hives all these different things you know there are there's there are things going on in the body which are surfacing and that are now kind of giving you a sign that hey you've got some shit going on here you know a lot of it comes down to inflammation and certain types of things that are setting like your gut biome out of whack and that can manifest in certain types of rashes and acnes and all this stuff like people clear up um people can clear up a lot of skin issues depending on if they are able to calculate the wrong thing that they're putting in their body 
and then to kind of allow it to get through their body once they um, stop taking that thing in. You know, and it's tough because it's like the, the, the first line of defense for that type of thing is, you know, put something on your skin. You know, it dries it up. You can use steroids. You can always use all that stuff. And that definitely can help. But it's, you know, I'm of the mind of like, okay, the cream is fine, but you need to tell me why this is happening. You know, is like, tell me, is it common? Is do, you know, 5'11 Nicaraguan people get rashes on their shoulders? That's just what happens to them. Where does this come from? And unfortunately, you don't really get those kind of answers, you know, and if you do, it's like, there's a lot of time invested in that and a lot of blood work and all these things. But, you know, like anything else, it's whether it's a pill or something, it's the, your first line of defense is just kind of throwing a temporary really uh, bandaid on it. And like I said, that's okay, especially if it's embarrassing and nobody wants adult acne and all that shit. And that can help. But you know, it'd be nice to know what's happening so that it just doesn't happen again. So, you know, that being said, you know, the skin is also something that absorbs as well, takes in a lot of things. And, um, a big part of this, which took me a little while to, to dive into and learn is just the absorption of different, um, products right? Like I know I've said this before and believe me, I am talking from a place where I'm talking about things that are uncommon. It's not that they don't exist. It's that they're, they're uncommon because it's unfortunate that when things can go a little haywire for people and it is a result of a life of just living you know, quote unquote, normally with foods that you're used to, products that you're used to, whatever it is, it's just too bad that these things, these normal things, if enough of them accumulate, you can be a part of that small demographic of people that get very affected by it. But it's hard to get people to listen to you when you're such a minority in the health sphere of of ailments and things like that and it's with everything you know it's with everything it's people that get affected by foods vaccines um skincare products all that stuff whether it's minor or major you know it's we're not all built the same and some of us really just can't um can't really take the process of accumulating certain types of things and you know, the first point of contact a lot of times is your skin and what you're absorbing in your skin can affect a lot of your systems. You know, this is the whole idea of, um, what is it called? Um, endocrine disruptors, right? Um, let me see something. So endocrine disruptors, it's like, I remember hearing a story soon after I learned about this whole thing and I learned about how a lot of um, a lot of professional athletes and teams they were actually it's hilarious because you see these commercials 
for deodorants and all this shit with these athletes, but you'll never find that shit in the locker room. Because in high-level athletics, it's like, seconds matter. Seconds are what win championships. Seconds are what can cost you millions and millions of dollars when all of those things are a game of inches and millimeters and seconds and, and whatever. So if there's anything that's going to somewhat alter your ability to push for that extra second or whatever metric you're using, you know, they're going to make it a big deal to make sure that all that stuff is, isn't in their athlete's body, right? So, you know, endocrine disruptors, these are these, um, like hormonal active agents in the form of chemicals that are in deodorants, um, powders, skin creams, and with enough accumulation, I mean, they can have, if the combination of the right chemicals and in the right body, they can manifest into the beginnings of tumors, it can uh, birth defects, developmental disorders, right? You just, you don't, you don't know. You don't know what the tipping point is for certain people. Um, so, you know, in these locker rooms, they don't have these deodorants. They don't have any of this shit. But, you know, I understand. And it's just, a, you know, it's a game within the free market and pricing all this stuff. It's like it's cheap stuff. You know, I don't want to smell like shit. Give me some deodorant. So I'm going to go buy the $2 stick opposed to the $7 stick that doesn't have this and doesn't have that and that's baking soda base. And I'm just like, I I just don't want BO, okay? Just give me the stick. And for most people, that's fine. You know, it is fine. And like I said, I'm coming from a place where I'm trying to be incredibly mindful in the straws that I reach for and trying to better uh, my family's health. Um, You know, and especially when it comes to what what are, what are some things that can do the same thing but have a little less of a list of um, compounds in them, you know? And are these compounds useful? Are they really just there to kind of keep the integrity of the substance itself? Is it at all beneficial to me? Um, I don't know. I don't think so, you know? And a, the proof is a little bit in the pudding. I mean, really, recently... Between BPA and then a, a lot, this whole list of different endocrine disruptors, whether it's chemicals and toys, cosmetics are a big one, um, flame retardants, foods, fucking detergents, all that stuff. Like, I remember reading an article early on in this whole pandemic thing where, where it was talking about people's levels of all of these things um, were found in a lot of patients that had this COVID virus. And it correlated with how uh, heavy their symptoms were, you know, and there's a lot of stuff to that, right? It's a lot of like different layers to that. It's not that like, oh, I use fucking Dove deodorant and this is why my symptoms were bad. Who, uh, you know, that's not it, but it's, it's an accumulation. Are you susceptible to having these endocrine disruptors modulate your system enough to make you weaker? Um... And also, like, what, what, you know, the foods, the lifestyles, all these things, they, they all play a role. But I just found it interesting that they had an article front and center, and I think it was on The Intercept when I first saw it, 
that had to do with a lot of these compounds and bridging the idea of the abundant amount of those things are uh, a contributor to how severe your symptoms became when you got this fucking virus. You know, to me, that's like a, that's a big deal. That's a good, that's another good motivator for people to just look into the idea of, am I putting the best stuff on my body and in my body too, really? You know, and it's, it's, I, I see it as just anything else, right? That's like, well, I don't make soap. So these people know what they're doing. So I'll just trust that they have my, my best interests in mind and they won't give me something that hurts me. And for the most part, it probably won't, but they're the most unnatural things that you can put on your body. And we're just slowly, slowly just inundating so many unnatural things. I mean, quote unquote, it's like we made it. So it's, it's natural to this existence, but you know, in comparison to other things, (coughs) sorry, you know, it's just like, how many things are in our cabinets that you really literally know three ingredients in and there's 30 of them. You don't know what the fuck anything else is. You know, for me, that's just blind trust. I just have blind trust in that. It's okay to take this shit. And hopefully in 10 years, you know, I'm still healthy and that all this stuff didn't accumulate to make something in me get triggered and I never knew, and, and, I'll, and I'll attribute the whole thing to something else, and never realized that I was slowly collecting pebbles onto this plate of weights um, by using these things. And maybe if I stayed away from them, you know, I might have been in a little bit better shape when it comes to like that, that health event that may happen in the future, whatever, that we all call age or whatever shit. So... You know, <clears throat> we talk to these doctors, they kind of, they, they describe a lot of these things. We, we subscribe to the idea that we want to uh, change some of these products due to these things. But I, my, my interest peaks in like, well, you know, they start talking about saunas, but they don't bring it up a lot because I think they understand that it's like, oh, okay, if you think this is a good idea, do we have time to go over all, all of why that's a benefit? And how the fuck am I supposed to do this? Like, you want me to go and subscribe to a place? What, 30 bucks a month to go jump in a sauna? At, at some place that will allow me to do it once or twice a week? Yeah, it's great that those exist, but it's not great that I can't afford that shit just for that. So, um, you know, like anything else, a quick little search, boom. Saunas. You know, and I think everybody would love to have one of those beautiful kind of like, um, God, what are they called? I don't know the actual name for them, but you know, there are levels to saunas you can have. Some of them, you can have them installed in your house. Some of them you can install yourself. They come in panels. So it coming in the mail, it it looks like you're just ordering windows. And as you take them apart, all the panels come together and it's all very compact and very well manufactured and, and, and made. And you can get them in the size of like a closet or a two-seater, have a couple people in them. I think those are neat. I'd love to have one of those someday. Where I'd put that, I don't really know, but, you know, I'd find a way. There's some closets in this house I don't fucking need, so. Um, but 
the next best thing to me, which actually might be a better idea, especially for anybody who's not used to this, are like the portable saunas. These portable saunas, they're just, they're zip-ups. So when I found when I found them, they can range, they range between like 180 to like $500, right? And I think that a little bit of the, the, the material can, can um, make a difference with that. And, and yet again, this is going to go into a, an area where, you know, I hate using the word, but it's controversial. And I think it's only controversial because, um, how do I say this? There's a lot of factors when it comes to certain anecdotal things. And uh, I find that a lot of them is funding to be able to solidify the data. So then you're just going on massive amounts of anecdotal information, which I still find very valuable. But for a lot of like scientific, what would you call it? I want to say this right. For a lot of purists that really kind of need a certain process to be able to trust certain information, which is me as well. They need something that's really just not available sometimes. And the word of mouth or a word from experience type of thing, is just not enough for them. So I think this is where those two worlds kind of collide and create this controversy. But um, the, the hell was it? So, oh, the reason that they range for price-wise is because some of the higher-end ones, they use much better panels. And those panels, you can see people use uh, EMF readers where they'll put, the, uh, they'll put the, the device in the sauna and it'll read to you um, a certain amount of EMFs, EMFs, electromagnetic fields that are being emitted off the panels. Some of them have almost zero to 0.1 and some have a much higher number and the device is right in the middle where your chest and body would be sitting. And for some people, that's not what they want. And they can't have that. And the controversy I'm talking about is that, again, some people can be very sensitive to these types of things. And those, the symptoms can manifest in a lot of different, in a lot of different ways. But they have figured out on their own that they're sensitive to that. Unfortunately, people poo-poo that for whatever reason. And, um, you know, don't really want to take any stock in people's unfortunate circumstances for whatever fucking reason so and you know I don't know but in the end that mattered to me and it mattered to me because if I'm going to use this to kind of help my wife through her situation I don't want that EMF thing to be a thing in the back of my mind like oh this is not helping you or making you worse and now my logical mind, or not really logical, my, I guess, really, my reactive mind is going to say, oh, it's because of this. I should have spent more money and just got the ones that didn't give off more e EMFs, right? And then I end up just kind of wasting money and thinking like, let's keep trying this. We just got to get a new one type of thing, you know? So I just wanted to just eliminate that whole process. So, you know, we got... We got the one that had less EMFs just to be safe, but I've got plenty of friends that bought the, the, the ones that were a little less and they love them and they're perfectly fine. And most people will not 
react to them and you'll know it right away. If you feel like a million bucks afterwards, hey, guess what? EMFs don't do jack shit to you. So congratulations. That's great. And that's what's good about some of these saunas. They are that inexpensive. And you can get in this thing and just sweat day in, day in, day in and make a good routine out of it. And, um, and the nice thing is it comes with these chairs, the camping chairs, you sit in them, your head sticks out so your body gets the infrared. The infrared, it heats up the space around you, but it also heats up the body as well, which is good. And it allows for a little more of a tolerable kind of like a sweating session. And, um, and since your head is sticking out, you're not breathing in the hot air, which I think is what can be really detrimental, not, not detrimental, but makes it harder for people to get through a session. Cause you're just like, damn, man, I, I can't, I can't breathe this in this whole time. I don't want to faint. I don't want to pass out. Getting hot already makes me a little lightheaded. So you don't want to be totally engulfed in a space that's hot like that, unless you have some experience, you know, and, and, uh, and you've been there before. So, um, you know, we get, we get this and my, you know, my initial thing was, well, if the gland is an, if the gland is an organ and it absorbs things and there's a possibility that we're not able to expel some of these disruptors, toxins, whatever it is, if you're not able to expel them and some people can't like, you know, I really wish I kind of had this. And if I could find it real quick, but I probably won't. Um, there, you know, I bought this because I wanted, it's under the idea of a detox, right? Oh, what the hell is a detox? You know, it's a process of trying to get things that aren't good for your body out of your body. And the simplest detox you can think of is like, just stop eating what you usually eat and eat very clean or try um, some days of fasting where your body's not inundated with what you're normally having. So then now you're kind of, you're, you've, you've taken a break from these normal things. And then now you get to be at a point where it's a little bit of a reset and then you start, and then you get to start again, whether it's with a diet or whatever it is. And the whole idea is that hopefully in that break and in that process, if that process is full of things that are aids, that these things kind of are, will, will come out of your body and stop accumulating it. Um, one, because of maybe a certain thing that you're doing like the sauna and two, because you're not consistently inundating yourself with the thing, with the thing itself, whether it's processed foods or, um, or the shampoos or the deodorants or the weird creams or whatever it is, or the makeup. So, um, you know, that was a big thing I got it for was the, the detox part with that. And what can go even further with this, um, um, there is, God, I, I think it's like a C, like a GC4 gene. I will find this. Oh, this pisses me off. But there is a gene that controls the the filtering with through your liver. Because this is kind of why people don't get affected by certain things. 
you have a system where everything's working perfectly fine. You know, maybe not perfect, but there are some anomalies in some people. And one of them can be this gene. We're going to call it G gene... Um, uh, we're going to call it gene C, okay? And gene C is something that works with the system of breakdown when it comes to like your liver and a lot of things get filtered through your liver it's the greatest detox really you have you know this is why you can get through drinking this is why you can um take drugs and not be totally damaged for the rest of your life you know this is this your liver does everything but there is a very specific gene that doesn't allow for certain types of um substances through and a lot of times it has to do with their uh, what would you call it? Their atomic makeup when it comes to how they're um, chemically structured. So because of this, you end up just holding on to some of these toxins and they end up actually, um, I guess you would call it fusing or just attaching to cells on all like just all over the place in, in in your organs so you're not able to like get rid of these things because you usually get rid of whatever things that don't serve you through your stool and through your urine and if that doesn't happen then you get an abundance of what cadmium aluminum uh, a big one is mercury right another controversial thing and uh so you accumulate these things and sometimes it's not all of it but a small portion that if you don't get rid of it, you can help the process by sweating. And this is really why I got it. I thought that if it was just that little bit that might help, and if, if it's these things that are perpetuating a portion of my wife's pain and neuropathy and just illness, then, then let's get rid of that little bit, whatever we can do. And that was my big driver to get this thing. And, and, um, you know, it's, it's hard because I don't have, I'm not equipped enough to treat my wife like a lab rat where, she, all right, go in 30 minutes every day. All right, come out. Let me wipe your shoulder with this piece of paper that will read the, 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 the different chemical uh, amounts of kind of what's, what's, what's going on in the sweat. And then I'll record this and do this and day in and day out. So it's like, I don't know if things are getting lower and lower or if she's getting rid of some of these things. You know, m moving your health from a very negative place to a positive place is like, you know, is trying to move the earth from one side of the world and making it rotate the other way. Like, it's just, it can feel impossible, you know. That was probably the worst example I could have used, but... You know it's hard and it's a slow process and you got to still live your fucking life and you can't get so obsessed over doing these things because you'll just you lose your humanity you, you'll lose your sense of relationship and self because you're just sitting there treating your life like some kind of like like some kind of lab experiment but i do know that it helps with her mood it helps with sleep these are all huge uh contributors to a, a better overall just day if we're going to take things from a day to day so 
you know, that was huge. That was a, that was a, that it, it has panned out for us in that way. And then never mind just kind of like the other real research behind these things that have nothing to do with what's happening with my wife, whether it's the heat shock proteins, these heat shock proteins, it, these are, these are compounds that, that are in our cells. They help with cell folding. They help with um, cell maintenance, all of these things. It gets very technical with this stuff. And, um, you know, and the more that you bring these on, the, what is it called? The more you will engage in hormesis, right? Which is just kind of like a homeostasis of just like your, uh, your cellular environment. It, it, it just, uh, it maintains good quality, consistent structure, which is what you want. And when your structure gets kind of, it falls off its balance and it starts to create dysfunctional proteins and they're damaged, you know, um, and they start clumping. These are huge contributors to like Parkinson's disease, Huntington's disease, Alzheimer's, like cellular health is fucking, it's almost everything. And, you know, there are things that you can help that. And it's amazing that the natural bi biological process of sweating uh, and having an acute shock to the system when it comes to heat does all of these things. You know, it, like I said, it, it maintains your cellular health. Um, it, um, it mimics small, moderate amounts of exercise which is why it's such a great thing for people that are either disabled or at the very beginning steps of wanting to better their health whether it's weight or um just internal health right like you can be skinny fat right you can eat whatever you want do whatever you want not move a fucking finger you could be a buck 15 and all your stuff is about to fall apart because you've done nothing to feed your cells you've done nothing to kind of work your bones and your heart or anything like that. And the nice thing is that when you use the sauna, and I can attest to this because I feel it, your heart rate goes up, but you don't make, you, you, what's it called? Like blood production doesn't increase, but your heart rate does go up. And it's wonderful because it's it, it contributes to all of this heat shock, protein, cellular um, homeostasis, and it mimics good cardiovascular um episodes where um it mimics a good run it mimics rowing a boat it mimics uh all of these things and it's just it's a, it's a it's a small moment where the body is going through a shock because of the heat and it's doing all of these evolutionary protective things to keep you alive to make you strong in that moment and you're just sitting there doing nothing and so you get the benefits of all of those things and, you know, the research has shown that, like, you do this, oh, what was it? I mean, even just two times a day, you can, you can move your A1C markers, which are your hemoglobin A1C markers. You probably check those every time you go to see your doctor. And that's, those are markers that kind of, they accumulate three months worth of, I think it's um, glucose. And if that, that's a hard number to move. And if that starts to move up, that means that you're in a constant state of gradually 
um, accumulating and having an overabundance amount of um, glucose and it's going to make like an insulin dysfunction which ends up turning into like a diabetic thing so when you check your a1c they're really just seeing like hey are you fucking on the line of being type 2 and these types of things have shown to help that tremendously it's huge it's huge for your mitochondrial biogenesis like massive massive for your atp production you know it's it is incredible kind of what a short blast of heat does to the body and you know i'm always looking for a hack and it's nice to know that you can get all these things while just sitting in there yes i get that some people don't like to sweat and it's like you know it's gross too fucking bad you know you wouldn't be saying it's gross if you had to go and run to get some fucking food because that's what you're there for that's why it's there it's so that you don't die when you're trying to chase the salmon up the stream or whatever food we used to have to hunt for now shit's just too easy so it's gross to sweat yeah i get it it's gross to sweat but it's healthy to sweat it's healthy it's good you know yeah you smell like shit but it's like you just you smell like hard work that's what i say i joke around yeah my my stuff smells like shit but you know what that's what hard work smells like you know that's what good health smells like because you're moving your body's getting rid of shit you're getting your heart going and i get the exercises in people's things and this is why i love this thing because it allows people to just get to a point where they'll feel good about themselves they're feeling like they're being at they're an active participant in their overall health by doing this and then maybe that will grant them enough encouragement and um health really to take that next step of maybe moving forward in their health journey which might be the beginnings of exercise taking a walk whatever and i just think it's so great that you can just sit there and get all these benefits and just let it see kind of where it takes you you know it's a it, it to me it's a total hack where before it used to just be exclusive to people that could afford it or you know these cultures that have it so embedded in their country and in their um history right i have friends that have done some of these saunas they're they're hot hot bathrooms or whatever steam rooms you know they're all over finland this shit's huge in finland but that's just what they do it's like you know you go to buy a house and it's just as common as having a basement oh there's a sauna in the house in these countries because it's just a part of their culture and the families do it and you'll find that these cultures are healthier the cultures that do fasting the cultures that do these um steam rooms and make it a part of their daily life they're just a healthier culture and before i don't know if we just attributed it to just a a a ritual that had something to do with their religions or whatever but now they're at an age where we can kind of break things down to such a base level you know we have the information like hey they were onto something a couple hundred years ago like look at all the things that it actually does for you and then the the proof is in the papers where before the proof is in just like good longevity you know grandma and grandpa all lived until uh they were 100 so um 
So then, you know, it was just, it was huge that, that, that we got this sauna and it's helped in so many different ways. And, and, you know, the list of different things that it actually can do for people is incredible. And I'll make sure to put a link to some really good resources that I have. And, um, and you can do your own reading on it, you know, and kind of see what, uh, what's available for benefits and what's available for just the saunas themselves. Like I said, they can be very inexpensive, but the, what you get out of them, it's like you get your money's worth quick, very quick. So, um, all right guys. So yeah, that's just it. Glad to be back. Hope everybody's having a good new year and, uh, yeah, let's get on this together guys. Love you.